pause to consider. The podcast where you put your busy day on pause to consider spiritual encouragement and wisdom on your walk towards God's kingdom. Thanks for joining me. I'm Sam Taylor, here to get you thinking about the Word of God. I took the long way home from work the other day so that I could see the trees change color as autumn sets in. As I drove past a stretch of farmland, I noticed a sign that said Mums for Sale. If you're not familiar with mums, short for chrysanthemums, they're a species of flower that seem to, they're almost shrub-like, that blossom in the fall. They're popular in my part of the state because when the flowers blossom, they're similar in color to the fall foliage. Not to mention that when planted properly, they're rather resilient against the harsh winters that affect the Great Lakes region. This allows them to come back year after year instead of just one season. I thought about picking up some to plant into my front yard before frost set in, but decided it was best to do some research first. And as I looked them up online, I found some valuable information that made me glad that I did my homework first. See, when plants are young, their energy is used to strengthen their roots so that they receive more nutrition and continue to grow. It's only when their root system is established and is adapted to the environment that a plant begins to channel that energy from growing to the roots to growing flowers or fruit. So when you see a flower in full bloom, that means it's putting its energy into fulfilling the sole purpose of flowers, making more flowers. This also means that the flower is no longer developing its root system as it's adapted to whatever environment it's currently in, whether it's your front yard or whether it's in a pot in your house. And if you don't speak flower ease, this means autumn is a really bad time to buy mums for your yard unless you only want to get one season out of them. Because at this time of year, their system is devoted to reproducing. Therefore, they won't have enough time to adapt to your yard's unique soil makeup and strengthen its root system to prepare for the impending winter. So when the first frost hits, the plant will just die. You know, after struggling for several weeks now to develop a quality devotion, this actually resonated with me on a very deep and personal level, because we aren't all that different from flowers, are we? In fact, God told the prophet Isaiah how similar mankind was to flowers in Isaiah 40, verses 6 and 7. Take a listen. A voice says, cry. And I said, what shall I cry? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field. The grass withers, the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely, the people are grass. On a practical level, there is much we can learn from chrysanthemums, especially their root system and how they develop and grow flowers. You see, as a mum begins to grow in the spring, this is the critical time to plant it in your yard. Likewise, it's essential for disciples of God and Christ to begin growing roots early in the household of faith, and it's essential to grow them around the same time of year where we recognize 
that as plants come back from the dead, even our Lord Jesus Christ came back from the dead. And we must be rooted in the resurrection of the dead. But what is it that develops these roots? Well, what develops these roots is the example of Christ as revealed to us in God's word. Paul gave this very exhortation in Ephesians 3, verses 14 through 19, where Paul said, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. It's love that roots us and grounds us in the truth. By reading the Bible and understanding that God sent his Son as a sacrifice for us to reconcile us to him, we can perceive that love both God and Christ have for us. But developing that root system is essential because we can only blossom and bloom when our root system is established. But once it is, well, how do we begin to grow flowers? Well, I suggest that we do so by emulating the example taught to us by God in Christ. In 1 John 3, verses 16 to 18, John teaches us how we should respond to the love we are shown. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us and that we ought to lay down our lives for the brothers. But if anyone has the world's goods and sees his brother in need, yet closes his heart against him, how does God's love abide in him? Little children, let us not love in word or talk, but in deed and in truth. We are nourished by learning of Christ's love for us. And the example we show of sacrificing self for the needs of our brothers and sisters, they serve as the flowers which crown our branches and spreads the truth to others. Yet it's critical to recognize, you know, not everybody grows at the same rate, do they? Someone we may perceive as growing flowers in the truth, well, they might not have rooted themselves properly to endure the hardships of this life. And someone who doesn't seem to show any flowers at all, well, they might not be in a stage of growing flowers. They might be strengthening their root system. They might be striving to be nourished and to have their faith sustain them during a hard period of their lives. So it's our duty to be mindful and compassionate of how everyone is growing and to do the best we can to ensure our faith is rooted in love and that our flowers manifest as we show the love for God, Christ, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. So the next time you pass by an array of mums, remember God is building you up in his word daily. And it's his word that will last far longer than any flower 
or plant on this earth. Because God concluded in his thought in that first passage we considered back in Isaiah 40. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the word of our God will stand forever. I want to thank you for joining me on Pause to Consider today. If you have questions or feedback, you can email me at pause to consider podcast at gmail.com. You can also reach me at the Pause to Consider Facebook page and the Pause to Consider Instagram page. I'm here to help out however I can, and I hope this devotion was helpful for you. And if you found it helpful, I hope that you get to share it with your friends and loved ones in your ecclesia. And I pray that God will be with you until we meet again, whether it be next week's devotion or in God's kingdom. God bless.